0: Hey family, I'm Coach Cass, welcome to The Hub. Hey family, welcome back and I am currently in Jamaica. I am literally looking at the ocean and I had to do this podcast episode to say what's up to all of you. So hopefully you could hear me well and it's not too much of an echo, but we are doing the continuation of Love is Blind and I just finished catching up on the rest of the season. Wow. Wow. Let's get into it. All right. So We have Nick and Danielle. Now, spoiler alert, if you have not watched the end of the season, press pause, go watch it, come back, or just spoiler alert, and then you can know what I'm talking about when you go to watch it, all right? So Love is Blind on Netflix, that's what we talked about. Last episode was uh, the first five episodes, um, and then now we're talking about the next five. So what had happened, right? So we have Nick and Danielle. Nick and Danielle. Danielle has a low self-esteem, right? And um, she gets easily flustered. And then Nick, you know, is walking on eggshells while trying to talk to her, right? So she has a fear of Nick leaving her. And then Nick is like, hey, I'm here for you. These two need therapy, period, okay? So they decided to get married, but this is not all going to evaporate because as soon as he says something, she shuts down and vice versa. Also, she still has friends that find it okay to to dance on the furniture. Listen, you ain't dancing on my furniture, right? So so there is also going to have to be a conversation about boundaries with friends and people around. Like, yeah, we can have a good time, but don't break my furniture. like we're grown-ups, Okay. So they're definitely going to need ongoing therapy. Actually, I think that everyone needs ongoing therapy and support in their relationship, marriage, et cetera. Right. But I really want you to know that, um, yeah, they, they can make it. And And let's see. Right. I'm pretty sure that social media will start to open up about if these people are really still together after this show, because I think they taped it maybe two years ago. So we could actually get up to date intel maybe in the upcoming weeks and months. Right. Um, When the reunion happens, they're going to do a reunion. Oh, man, this is good. So Nick and Danielle, congratulations to you. If you specifically are in a relationship or situation where you feel like you can't be yourself or you feel that you always have to walk on eggshells with this person or they're gonna absolutely blow up or shut down, I would normally say, no, do not get in a relationship with this person because it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get better. Like literally, if you have all of this tumultuous stuff happening now, what's your marriage gonna look like? All right, so moving on. Then we have Shane and Natalie two opposite ends, Asian American, very conservative, white American, very rowdy, right? So these two got together. She liked him because he was everything she wasn't. So to me, she fantasized about something that she is not, period. And then he just wanted somebody that saw the goodness in him that he cannot see in himself. So he had a low self-esteem and he was more concerned about what she felt about him than anything else. So what happened the night before their wedding is that she said, Hey, have you been drinking a lot? And then he blew up to say, you know what? I hate you. And you're the worst person in my life. Listen, fam, if you're dating someone, be careful with your words because you can never eat them. You can never take away that hurt. Someone may forgive you, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Right? So you have to be very careful of these blow-ups and these things that you say to the person that you say you want to be with. Period. I don't care if it's your ex or anything. You really shouldn't talk to people like that. You made your you made your choice. You made your decision of who you wanted to be with. So I invite you to always be strong in your decision making when it comes to relationships. And if you find that you hate the person that you are around the person that you're dating, this isn't this isn't the person for you, right? This isn't it. So we want to we want to look at Shane and Natalie. Uh, Shane said yes. And I think that was just because he was in front of people and she chose him more than anything, right? Really, I think that's why he said yes, knowing that he was an a-hole the night before, eh, trying to save face. And then Natalie said no. She said no, because the dude went off on her the night before their wedding. You don't do that. Honey, this is self-sabotage at its finest. This is self-destruction, blow it up. At its finest, okay? At the end of the day, all of these couples could have made it work. But when you do stuff like that, saying I hate you and you're the worst thing that happened to me, mm-mm, no, baby. Natalie, good job, sweetheart. You you avoided a bomb. Now, will Shane and Shana get together? They probably will, right? They both look like the same type of person, right? Good luck with that. Anyway, so moving on, who else do we have? Deeps. Deep Tea, and Shake. Abhishek right? So two Indian rooted people who didn't accept their roots before, right? They were dating people outside of their race, white people only, right? So it's different if you're like, oh, I date everybody, but literally their preference was a white person, even though they were of Indian heritage. So to me that says, hey, I'm not okay with myself, right? If I only find a preference in this one race of person, right? And that race is not mine, right? Okay. So they decided to walk down the aisle, have a traditional Indian wedding, but over and over again, sheik couldn't find himself attracted to deep tea. He said, she reminded him of his auntie. You don't want to look at your spouse and say, ooh, auntie vibes. No. And I talk to my clients about this all the time. Like, it's nice to have somebody nice, somebody consistent, somebody that'll have your back. But then if there's no attraction, that's gonna be really rough. Period. Now, yes, you could still teach someone how to please you. Yes, arranged marriages can work, but you know, that's a hump you're gonna have to get over. And it's a rough hump if he literally was not attracted to this woman. So I would not be surprised if he ended up with someone blonde hair and blue dye, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but. Literally, it was going against the grain of what he's attracted to, to marry DT. Now, what I say, shout out to DT. She said, look, boo, I'm worth more than that. So because you can't figure yourself out, guess what? I figured it out for us. I'm not going to force something that obviously you don't want. I deserve someone who wants me for me as is. This girl is doing well in her career, family-oriented, gorgeous, okay? So- Bye-bye, Abhishek. Mm, High five, TT, High five. Yes. Okay. Sal and Mal. Sal y Mal. Salvador y Mallory. Mallory's family was not on board. So for Hispanic culture, that's really tough, right? Because their families are really important. And the fact that that Mallory's mother couldn't give a blessing, I don't think Sal could really get past that, Right? And on top of that, he knew she really liked Jared better. Hmm? Hmm? So all of that, plus some something about an ex-girlfriend or something coming into the mix, really upset that he was marrying Mallory, all of that all together, I think it kind of messed things up. And with all of that, he had to say goodbye. So Sal said goodbye to Mallory. She was going to choose it anyway. And I think in a lot of these situations, depending on who went first, the other person would have went with it. But when you say no, you cut out all opportunity for the other person to speak up. So Salvador and Mallory, I think you did the right thing, right? So even though you connected on culture and you had this beautiful time together, Mallory really wasn't attracted to Salvador and she's been working on it, but it really wasn't there. Once again, attraction comes into play. So is love really blind? Uh, Especially when you've been dating the same type of dude because Mallory said pretty much she dated men like Jared, which is black men, right? So Salvador is of her culture, Mexican. So once again, here we go. What's going on there? Anyway, moving on to the next couple, we have Ayana and Jared. Oh, they were cute. So this is the token black couple of the show. Super cute, Uh, have many issues. I think that Jared might have a little bit of a rough time to acclimate to this new non-single life. And I think Ayana is really ready to have a married life. So I think there might be a little bit of a rub there depending on the friends. And that's why it's so important to be in the right community, which is why I even started the Real Love Network, right? To be in a community that celebrates love and wants you to grow in love, right? From single to soulmate and beyond. And it's important to surround yourself with now married couples as well, right? So yes, you can have single friends, but I'm gonna need you to get some married friends that do what married people do that won't get you in trouble. You go out with your single friends on Saturday night When you're married, and uh what's going on, right? Are they drinking into a stupor? Are they getting you into trouble? You have to look at what that lifestyle is and you have to say no more. Now, Jared is saying that he's gonna make a change. I think his daddy is gonna keep him on task. Yeah, that pastor don't play. Okay. So I'm thinking that Jared's daddy will help. And then Ayana's mama and daddy, they look real young, right? are also gonna help out. So that, that's my two cents of what I think is gonna happen there. I think they can make it, you know, they just have to have the right community around them to lift uh, uplift them to the right things. Um, they were waiting to have sex, but I don't think they waited anymore. So I think they're good. Anyway, so <laughs> that is my take on love is blind. Is love really blind? Um, I think it's a combination, right? So I think that you can fall in love with someone over the phone. I definitely have had a client that that fell in love with someone over the phone that they had not met for three whole months, three whole months. And then finally, I had to let them know, like, listen, this is a catfish situation. Now, mind you, they came to me after they were connected to this man for three whole months, and then they got back on the apps and saw his picture with another name, right? So we have to be very cautious of um, falling into this stupor or this magical place of just listening to a nice voice on the phone and getting into person to get to know the person in person, because that might be a totally different creature. You could, you could talk up a good game, but I wanna see you play it out in action. How do you treat your family, the waiter? How do you interact with alcohol? How do you interact with people? How do you interact at work? When we go on an excursion like this to Jamaica, how do you talk to the, the neighbor beside you, right? You can only see that when you see them. Now, I am for the fact that you should connect emotionally before you connect physically. So I think they're onto something with the love is blind. I still um, would say it's a great concept to to get to know someone first before sleeping with them. Because we have a real sex-driven society where many people are trying to have sex just like that. And then they wake up the next morning and say, who is this person? Exactly. Get to know the person first before you make that decision. All right, y'all. Have you taken the wanted woman assessment? If you haven't, make sure you do. It's a free assessment for the number one. It's a number one assessment for busy professional women, and you will be able to grab and understand your love avatar. What is the number one thing that's really a strength in your love life? And what is an area to work on? And if anything, book a call with me after so we could review it. All right, family, this is coach Cass. I'll see you later. Bye.